Hi there, and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keen, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here, and Lauren met me when I was five years old, so yeah, yeah it's, uh, you can take your seats, you can take your seats. But no, hey, it's so good to be here, and uh, thanks Lauren, hey, great to have uh, Pastor Sue here as well, uh, it's great to hear you share communion, and you too, Murray, you too, Pastor Murray, yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> but hey, it's 2022, we're quite a way into it, but not for the chapel, this is our first chapel of 2022, so... I uh, hope you've had a great start to the year, but we really believe in the chapel this year will be uh, so powerful and uh, impact and, and all of our services this year. But more importantly, we believe in your life to really go forward and our lives to go forward in God together. And uh, I've had a big change this year. We've got, Lauren's the same, we've got uh, kids in youth now and in high school. So a big change. Pray for us. I was going to say, we should get all the parents of new high schoolers down the front and you guys pray for us today. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be good, but no, we're excited about that. But hey, I'm, I'm going to speak into something today, which I think is crucial at this time in, in, our, in our world climate, in our lives, and uh, this, this topic uh, it, it enables us to have supernatural strength, enables us to face challenges that comes our way. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit, and uh, it's also one of my daughter's middle names. So I don't know if you know what it is, but it's, it's joy, joy. And who feels like they need more joy? Yeah, 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 there's a few people. Yeah, it's, it's good. Everyone else has got too much. You can give some away. Uh, but joy is one of those things that I think when you ask it, people don't go, no, no, I'm good. I don't need joy. You give me a little bit of bitterness or a bit of uh, rage. It's like, no, no, we all want joy. We all want that in our lives. And especially at this time, uh, this year has been a bit different. Like um, in many years, I talked to people at the start of the year and there's a real excitement. And for many people, that is the case. But for many people, there's a, a sense of trepidation, of fear, and, and, and kind of different things around. And it's causing, I think, that joy to be depleted a little bit. It's causing that joy to, to, to go down. And, and I really feel like we need joy in our lives. As Christians, uh, joy is so important because it gives us the strength to live. Nehemiah 8 verse 10, one of the most famous scriptures on joy, it talks about uh, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if we need if we're going to live our life well and live it to the fullest in God, we need the strength uh, which God brings through His joy, and we need that to come together. So we're going to talk on that today, but before I do, I'm just going to pray quickly. So pray with me. You stay, stay seated, and we'll just pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that, Lord, you want to fill us with joy, fill us with strength. And I pray today as we, as we speak, Holy Spirit, you'll just move in every heart and every life. There's people here lacking in joy people here lacking in hope, lacking in peace, Jesus, I just pray you'll bring them in uh, strength right now and, and favor right now in Jesus' name. And we just pray, move uh, through my words, but more than importantly, move by your power, Jesus. And we just thank you for that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, joy is one of those things that I think one of the big things we, we can struggle with is we can get joy confused with happiness as well. Joy and happiness, they sound very similar. You'd think, well, if you're happy, you're joyful, and if you're joyful, you're happy. But that's not the case. There is a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is that momentary kind of happiness that, that comes through external circumstances, what's going on in your life and, and how you're doing. 
in your life at that time. For example, if you pass an exam at that time, you'll probably be happy. If you save up for that thing you want to buy and you buy it, you'll probably be happy at that point. It may be that you uh, come into some money unexpectedly. It makes you happy. But just as easy as these things can come in, external circumstances can change and the other things can make you unhappy. And this is the thing with happiness. It's, it's stuff that's out of our control and we're not able to work through it. It's if things are going good, I'm happy. If things are going bad, I'm not. And uh, so we can't live in happiness because if we live in happiness, then what we do is we try and position ourselves to always be happy. So I've always got to be happy. So I've got to position my whole world and life to make me happy. So what we do, we add things in. Uh, so say, for example, when we normally save up for something we want, we just buy it on credit now because that'll make me happy. And I'll add something into my life and that will make me happy. And then we realize it doesn't. So we buy another thing on credit and then that makes us unhappy because our credit card's really full. And uh, this isn't me. This is, this is Duncan I'm talking about. No, no. It's, uh, but we have these things. We change things because we think that'll make us happy. We change maybe jobs. I, I heard more people have quit their job in the past year or so around the world, in, in America and places like this than ever before because there's, there's a, an unhappiness there. Sometimes people change churches because they think maybe, maybe a new thing will help me, change relationships, change all these types of things in there. Some people quit things. So they'll quit, like we said, their job. They'll quit their, their walk with God even maybe sometimes, their relationships, some of these things because they think that will make them happy. This isn't making me happy right now, so I need to get it out of my life so that I can be happy. But God's got something better. And I've told you what it is. It's joy. And um, it, joy does sustain us in storms. It can make us smile when things aren't going good. And we need joy. And I read this kind of, it's not really a definition, but someone wrote this on joy. And I want you to listen up as I read this. It says, joy is the deep soul-level happiness that is the result of beholding by faith the beauty and wonders of Christ. It is rooted in Jesus, not in external circumstances, and therefore cannot be easily displaced by external changes. Indeed, a Christian can have deep and lasting joy in the midst of life's most difficult seasons. The most significant difference between joy and happiness is the object of each. The object of joy is Jesus. The object of happiness is favorable and temporal external factors. So good, eh? So we need to make sure we are chasing Jesus, which will bring us joy. We're not chasing happiness in that sense. And uh, you might be saying here as well, you might be asking the question right now, well, actually, well, I'm a follower of Jesus, and uh, I do do that, but I don't feel joy at the moment. I don't feel filled with joy. I feel filled maybe with stress. I may be filled with other stuff in there, but I don't feel filled with joy. Why is that? And I think there's a couple of things there. I think joy doesn't come automatically. I think we need to fight for joy. But joy is a really good gauge of where we're at in our heart. The Bible talks about the overflow of our heart and guarding our heart and, and some of these things. But it, it's like the car gauges. When the oil light's on, it tells you something is wrong in the car. When your joy's low, it tells you something's wrong in yourself. And uh, so it's a good gauge. But then that, that should allow us to go, hang on, what do I need to change here? Do I need an oil change in, in my life right now so that I can build joy into my life again, uh, which comes through the Holy Spirit, and it is one of the fruits of the Spirit, but we need to fight for joy. Joy can also leak. We can lose joy. The enemy tries to steal our joy in there, and we need to make sure that we're guarding and fighting for that joy 
in our life. And today I want to look at a couple of things to let go of. So I'm going to talk about three things. They all start with W. Two things to let go of and one thing to add in this year. And I'm going to kind of look into it from the book of Nehemiah. And they kind of faced a similar challenging time to us where things are a bit heightened in that time. So they were being, they were held in captivity at this time. And, and Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, I should say, Nehemiah had um, realized that the walls of Jerusalem, where they were from, had broken down, which really meant the strength of the city, the strength of the people had broken down. He felt called to go back to the city and to rebuild the walls. And as they go to rebuild the walls, they've got challenged because the, the governors of the surrounding areas don't want the walls to be rebuilt. So they say, hey, we're going to attack you. We're going to take you out. And all the people that are with them are in this place of under attack and worried. And, and they end up having to kind of work with the sword by their side uh, so they could be ready for attack while they're working. They worked in shifts as well at that time. So not exactly the same as we are today, but we do live in a heightened world at the moment where there is challenge and there is fear of attack at any time in a, in a sense and we don't have swords we have masks and talking to Duncan before he said their their job's working in shifts at the moment because <laughs> they, they keep one shift on one shift off but but there's some of these things that we do worry about at the moment I think they would have had there so we're going to talk from this a couple of things to let go of the first one is worry first one is worry like I said they worried about attack uh, coming against them and uh, we need to make sure we are not worrying in this place. In Nehemiah 4, verse 14, this is what Nehemiah says. He says, do not be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your home. Say, so, hey, don't be afraid. Don't worry in this time. We've got a bigger cause right now that we need to fight for. And you might be saying, well, I can't fight against some of the stuff going on at the moment. But hey, no, you can fight raise your life in Jesus and fight for that and help you to go forward in that that place. I think uh, some of the things we worry about at the moment are things that may happen or may not happen. So is, is we're on constant guard against things like COVID, lo- lockdowns, vaccines, how's the economy going to go, is China going to attack us, all these type of things. But we can't get caught up in those worries. There's things that we need to worry about, yes, and, and be alert by. If I'm swimming in the water and there's a shark right next to me, I'm going to worry because I should be worried and I should be fearful of that. But I can't be worried if I'm uh, not at the beach and the shark's in the water because there's nothing going to happen to me in that, in that sense. We need to watch what we are worrying about in that sense. So a healthy fear is okay, but we need to make sure it is a healthy fear. Matthew 6, verse 33, 34 says this, to seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. And listen to this. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So it's saying, hey, worry about the things you need to today, but don't worry about all these other things, because they may never happen. They say 97% of the stuff we worry about never comes to pass. And I think we need to really take that on in this time, especially right now in history. Corey Ten Boom, a great Christian lady, says this. She says, worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrow, but it empties today of strength. Let me read that again. Worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrow, but it empties today of strength. So how do we overcome worry? How do we stop that in our life? I think we need to really go, okay, God, I'm going to trust in you, but, but make sure we're focusing on good things. One of the things that came out this morning was uh, where we spend our time. And Philippians says this in verse 
chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And just before this scripture, it says again, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice in there. The Bible's talking about, hey, your joy could be taken out by worry here, but make sure you're putting your mind on good things. Um, Pastor Spencer did a great message this morning about how uh, we're very divided at the moment. He talked about staying off social media and some of these platforms where uh, things of fear are just are just there, and everyone's got their own opinions of things, and their, their opinions are ones on that side, ones on this side. And I find the same thing when I'm spending too much time on that stuff. I just get caught up in it, and I'm like, I'm angry at that person because they that. And I, hey, you you shouldn't talk to that person like that. And and I go on Mark McGowan's thing, going, what's the next thing going? Well, <laughs> like, please let it be good, and all this other stuff. Now, there is some stuff I need to keep up with, but a lot of it I don't need to keep up with. So I, I've kind of come off of that stuff now. And because uh, and it's not praiseworthy, it's not good, it's not these things, it's actually causing more stress within me. And another trend I've found at the moment is a lot of people, because they're quite stressed, is they go home and just binge watch things. And uh, they're, they're like, man, I've, I've watched so much of this, that, the other as well, because I just need to switch off, I just need to chill out. And, uh, and, and I think it's gone too far now. I think it's become unhealthy. And a lot of the things they're watching, I'm thinking, if we look through your uh, recently viewed, would they be praiseworthy, uplifting things? Because you probably spent four hours watching them, and now you're, you're feeling even more anxious. So I think we need to spend time with God and go, God, help me to put my mind on things that are good. Help me to put my mind on things that are right, so I can be filled with joy in this way. Let go of worry and trust Him. Listen to this scripture. I love this scripture, Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So trust Him. He'll fill you with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to do a lot of this stuff. God will do it for us. But we have to tap into God to be able to, to see these things happen. So stop the worry. The second thing we need to let go of, the second W is weariness. Stop weariness. You're like, how can I stop being tired? It, it, it just happens if I sleep, I'm not tired. But we can stop weariness. Often weariness flows on from worry. I want to read these two little verses in Nehemiah. God really spoke to me through this a couple of years ago, but I was reading Nehemiah again recently, and they really spoke into me and, and in this season as well. I think they're pertinent. It's Nehemiah 4 verse 6. They were rebuilding the wall. And uh, at this time, they, they were rebuilding it. And it says this in Nehemiah 4, verse 6. At last, the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city, where the people had worked with enthusiasm. So this is a win. These guys are successful at the moment. They're doing well. They're enthusiastic. They're going all good. And then four verses later, it says, Meanwhile, the people of Judah were singing a sorrowful song. So much rubble for us to haul. Worn out and weary, we will never, will, will we ever finish this wall? Another verse that they were so tired, they wanted to give up as well and quit. So they went from being extremely enthusiastic and achieving things to just wanting to give up, singing this song of, oh, how bad is this? How tired are we? We can't do this. And this is just four verses apart. But I think many people I've talked to feel the same at the moment where they just feel a bit tired and a bit worn down 
a bit weary, a bit kind of um, not quite there. And, and sometimes you think it's the big challenges that people have that will cause that. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it is sickness. Sometimes it is a family member who passes away. Sometimes it is uh, loss of a, a job or, or some of these things that do cause that. But often what I find in those times, even with that, it often sends people more to God. And kind of can often galvanize their walk with God in a sense where it's like, God, I need to really rely on you now. And uh, God, heal me of this or help me through this in, in that way. And it helped if, if, if things happen to a family, they often get galvanized together in that type of sense. But one thing I found at the moment is a lot of people, it's a lot of little things. And this year talks about the rubble. And I think what rubble is, it's a lot of little things that they needed to pick up that were just, oh man, it's not one big thing, it's a hundred small things in there that I'm worrying about, it's weighing me down and it's affecting my joy. So that then you don't even want to spend time with God and you don't want to do the things you want to do. You just feel like quitting and giving up and you're in that place of pain. I think we need to watch out for these things. Some of the things, the little things that can happen, uh, you might miss out on another sale at work and you put in a lot of effort onto it and you thought you were going to get it, but you're like, oh, I missed out on it. It might be you were... Uh, something's happened with your phone account or something like that and you had to spend an hour and a half on the phone with them for it to get sorted. And, and some of these little things that shouldn't really get you down too much because they're just there, but they do get you down. I, I've had a few lately as well. We went, to a fast, we went to a friend's house recently, went to get some fast food for the two families. I said, yeah, we will get our shout. We went down there and uh, sat in line for about, well, I went down there, sat in line for probably 20, 25 minutes, ordered this food, came back, opened it all up, and they missed about a quarter of the order. They missed our chicken nuggets and our fries. You can guess where it was from, maybe. <laughs> but, but I got back, so I said, it's all right, I'll go back. It was, uh, and so I went back down there, waited another 10 minutes before I got to the line, and then I, I told them what had happened, and I thought they'd say, oh, so sorry, sir, we will get that for you. They're like, hang on, we'll go try and find the order for you. They came back a few minutes, they were like, we can't find that order anywhere. Can you give us some more details? And I'm like... Big Mac, but then I could definitely give it away. There, <laughs> there was a Big Mac, there was this, and, and then they came back a bit later. They're like, Okay, yeah, we've found it now, but we didn't charge you for the nuggets, so you'll have to pay for the nuggets, and then uh, we'll have to make them, and then you, we'll give you the chips and stuff. Like that. And I'm like, By the end of it, I waited another 25 minutes, so about an hour all up for this. And I'm thinking, Shouldn't you just give me the nuggets for all that time? It's cost me. But at the end, they gave me a voucher for a free burger, or like two free burgers. I'm like, why didn't you just give me the nuggets? <laughs> I came out quite angry, and I'm thinking, I'm so angry. A good saver of me, I remember Pastor Steve Kelly spoke one time on uh, this girl that he was angry with at McDonald's, but then God really hit his heart and, uh, and spoke to him, so that kind of helped me in that situation. But I was really angry at that time. I'm like, what is wrong with the youth of these days? <laughs> like, what is wrong with the McDonald's workers here and all this stuff? I'm going on. And uh, really, it was, it was affecting my joy. We've got a garage door at the moment. That's, you press the button normally on a garage door, it goes up. You pull the car out, you press it, and it goes down. But our one likes to play games, and it goes up either this far, this far, this far. And then you're getting out. You have to get up and press this button. And again, it's not a big thing, but it's a frustrating thing. It grabs hold of you. Like when I was trying to prep the, this message the other day, the Wi-Fi went down at church. And I'm like, oh, now I've got to drive home and, and do this. And some of these type of things. Like the worst one was the other day we had a 40-degree day and we've got a pool now. 
And uh, I had had a big day. I was tired. We had a lot of big meetings. And I was just like, man, the sport is where it is. I feel hot and sweaty. I just want to jump in the pool. Someone had turned the filter off because it hadn't been going. So it had no chlorine in it. So none of us could go in the pool. And I'm like, God, why is today? <laughs> why does this happen on the 22-degree day, not the 40-day? But, but you have these things. But then you look at reality. If you were like looking, if someone else was telling you what was happening in your life, you'd be like, yeah. You've got a pool, that's a blessing, isn't it? Like most people don't have a pool. Some people don't even have a house. And you've got, okay, your garage door doesn't work. Do you have a front door? Yeah, I do, I do. Do you have it? Like, some of these things, you're like, why do I get so upset? Why do I get down so much in there? I think it's a lot of little things, one after the other. It's a, it's a test of where you're at with God, in a way, where we can test and go, okay, God, help me in this. Something's off right now. And uh, the good thing about weariness is it's more of a mindset than reality most of the time and uh, it's it's amazing how you can change it very quickly when you actually do and I felt like we had some breakthrough in this recently where we just said no we're not going to take that anymore and uh, it was after this McDonald's event no 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 it was was a a key time where we're just like no we're not going to do that anymore we're not going to get stressed or worried about this stuff anymore we're going to change this and uh, this is what the Bible says in Matthew 11 28 to 30 it says come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to you, me, you, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. It leads on to our last theme. So we need to let go of worry, we need to let go of weariness, and we need to put on worship and prayer. Now, I didn't just do worship because it started with W and, and, and instead of prayer, but I really feel that prayer often, when we talk about prayer, it's more like it, we can think more about asking for things. Yeah, when I pray to God, I ask Him for things, I talk to Him. And, uh, but when we talk about worship, it's like I'm coming to God for who He is. I'm not coming to get anything. I'm coming to, to spend time with Him, to open my heart up to Him, to really go forward in Him and uh, in that time. And, and we need to be doing this. You know, when we worship, we see things from God's perspective. He puts his heart, his eyes on us. I uh, recently, uh, last year, started wearing glasses. And uh, some people laughed. I'm being very kind. But so, no. <laughs> started wearing glasses, but it hit my pride a little bit. Hit my, uh, I'm aging now. I turned 40 last year or the year before now <laughs> as well. But the glasses help you to see through a lens. The glasses help you to see things more clearly. And, and this is what worship does for us. It helps us to see through the lens of faith. helps us to see through God's eyes. When you're looking at a person that annoys you, when you worship, you see them through the lens of forgiveness. And you see them through the lens of, well, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Who am I to say anything? God changes your perspective when you worship. And it's amazing. When you worship, joy starts to come. Joy starts to build. Joy starts to grow. And you're able to move forward in the midst of whatever circumstance there is, God will move through that. So I think we need to spend some time in worship. And we're going to do that in a moment. We're going to spend some time in worship and just come before God. And, and I believe God is going to restore joy to people. I believe God is going to uh, maybe give you joy for the first time in a long time. I believe it's God is going to touch your lives in different ways, in different uh, aspects. And we're also going to spend some time praying for people as well. But we need to make sure we are spending time with Jesus 
in this time. There's a scripture in John 15 where it talks about the vine, God being the vine, and we are attached to the vine. And if we're apart from the vine, we're not going to be able to live, be fruitful, and do what we're called to do. And this is what it says in John 15, verse 9 to 11. It says, I have loved you as the Father has loved me. This is Jesus speaking. Remain in my love. I want you to get hold of that. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I've told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I believe God wants to overflow joy in you right now. But it comes from remaining in him. And I've had to look at my walk with God at the moment. Some aspects that are good, where I feel like, man, I'm reading my Bible each day. I'm getting in that and have uh, some time, a devotional, the Bible in a year. I'm doing Mickey Gumbel's Bible in a year again. And I really enjoyed doing that last year. But I don't feel like I'm spending time in worship or prayer as much. And I felt like this year we sat down and we talked about it. We said we need to spend some more time in that place of opening our heart to God and, and, and in the worship. Because I can see my heart is getting affected by certain things and getting challenged by certain things. I need to then change that and make sure, hey, I am going to do that. But, but God says, hey, as you come to me, I'll touch your life. And I think some people, you're trying in your own strength and trying to do different things, but God's saying, hey, come to me today. Come to me today, and I'll do these things for you. You may be facing hard things at the moment. God is saying, hey, come to me today, and I'll give you joy in the midst of challenge. I'll give you hope in the midst of challenge, peace in the midst of challenge, and help you to really go forward. So we're going to do that in a moment. So why don't you all stand? We're going to spend some time worshiping, but before we do... I just want to give people the opportunity, if we can every head bowed, every eye closed. Uh, firstly, we, we never want to go a service without giving the people an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life. And uh, this joy I've talked about today only comes from knowing Jesus, only comes from walking with Jesus. And uh, I know for me, uh, as an 18-year-old, I didn't grow up in church, but I came into church and not knowing much about God, I opened up my heart to Him. I said, God, if you're real, move in my life. Open up my heart. Let me, let me go forward in you. And it's amazing at what God has done in me. I'm not living a perfect life in any way, but I'm living a life in line with God. I'm living a life for Jesus. And I believe there might be people here today, I don't know where you're from, your background, or whether you've grown up in church, whether you've never been to church before. I want to give you the opportunity. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.